This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 157 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's kick off the sitcoms of 1989. Coach premiered on ABC on February 28, 1989 at 9.30 p.m a long-running hit for the network. Meet Hayden Fox, Craig T. Nelson, football coach for the then-fictional Minnesota State. His assistant coaches are Luther, Jerry Van Dyke, and Dauber, Bill Fagerbakey, neither of which are playing with a full deck. Hayden's girlfriend and later wife is Christine, Shelley Fabray, a TV news anchor. Claire Carey played Kelly, Hayden's daughter from a previous marriage, now attending Minnesota State. Her boyfriend and later husband was Stuart, Chris Cam. Kelly's character was mostly written out of the show down the line. Dauber had a long relationship with girls basketball coach Judy, Pam Stone. Kenneth Kimmons played Howard, the school's administrator, with wife Shirley, played by Georgia Engel. At the end of Season 7, Hayden is offered and accepts an NFL coaching job with fictional expansion team the Orlando Breakers, working for team owner Doris, Catherine Helmond, just off Who's the Boss. We covered Jerry Van Dyke in Episode 41 for My Mother the Car, Shelley Fabray way back on Episode 17 for The Donna Reed Show, Kenneth Kimmons in episode 134 for Leo and Liz in Beverly Hills, Georgia Engel in episode 56 for The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and Catherine Hellman on episode 86 for Soap. Craig T. Nelson played multiple sports in high school and then dropped out of college to try acting. He was an early member of L.A. comedy troupe The Groundlings and then was part of a comedy team that performed at the Comedy Store. The team got a gig on the short-running Tim Conway Comedy Hour, after which he mostly left the biz for five years doing various jobs. He returned for Injustice for All, Where the Buffalo Roam, Private Benjamin, Stir Crazy, Poltergeist, All the Right Moves, Silkwood, The Killing Fields, Action Jackson, Turner and Hooch, Ghost of Mississippi, The Incredibles, as Mr. Incredible, doing voice work, with TV show runs on Chicago Story and Call to Glory, which he followed with Coach, winning an Emmy out of three nominations and four Golden Globe nominations. He went on to The District, My Name is Earl, Parenthood, Grace and Frankie, and is currently on Young Sheldon as Mima's ex-boyfriend. Bill Fagerbakey was also a three-sport athlete in high school and got a football scholarship before getting a career-ending knee injury. He turned to acting after that. He appeared in films Secret of My Success, Funny Farm, Jennifer's Body, The Artist, and TV shows The Stand, Oz, Roughnecks, The Starship Trooper Chronicles, How I Met Your Mother, and Growing Up Fisher. He also had huge success as a voice actor. The Beethoven TV series, the Dumb and Dumber TV series, 
Gargoyles, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Hercules TV Show, The Jumanji TV Show, Lloyd in Space, Adam, Alpha Teens on Machines, Transformers Animated, Batman the Brave and the Bold, Symbionic Titan, All Hail King Julian, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, but is best known as Patrick Starr on SpongeBob SquarePants. Claire Carey appeared in multiple films, but is best known for her television work, So Little Time, Point Pleasant, Jericho, Crash, Chuck, Aquarius, and Made to Order. Pam Stone is a stand-up comedian and later appeared in the film Radio Land Murders. Coach was indeed a hit for ABC in the top 20 for six seasons, 2.9 on the Bazinga scale, before ABC had the great idea to pair it with Monday Night Football. That worked fine in the East, where it could act as a lead-in, but in the West, where the game would start at 6 p.m., there was no place for Coach, leading to a huge ratings drop. They moved it back the next season, and ratings went back up. It was thrown out of that spot for its ninth season, and the ratings cratered again, ending the show's run. Creator Barry Kemp, Newhart, partially based the show on his time at the University of Iowa. As mentioned, there was no Minnesota State during the show's run. A bill to rename Montaco State College was languishing for decades prior. It finally happened in 1998. There also was no Orlando Breakers in real life. It was intended to be a parody of the Jacksonville Jaguars. There was a USFL team called the Breakers, though. One episode set in Las Vegas was a crossover among ABC's shows at the time, including Grace Under Fire, The Drew Carey Show, and Ellen. Much of the series was a will-they-or-won't-they between Hayden and Christine, winding up with a wedding after multiple attempts. The final episode saw the cast thanking the audience for their support, although Jerry Van Dyke refused to accept it was over. The lights go out and he mumbles, I don't care what you say, I'm coming to work Monday. There was talk of a sequel series in 2015 with most of the cast returning. For Bray was too ill, so Hayden was to be a widower. Hayden's son would be the star, now a coach himself. The pilot was not picked up, however. Coach has been successful in syndication with runs on WGN, USA, and TBS, along with local stations. Currently available on the Roku channel, which is where I watched an episode from the middle of the run. The opening theme is Pure Marching Band. Hayden has a gig on a sports show, and Christine is jealous that her TV career is in a stall. He tries to shake things up by proposing marriage on the air. There's a subplot about Luther eating in the coach's office. Jerry Van Dyke really overacts. If we had never met And the world got on without us Just as if we were never there Be searching yet for the next big thing that ever happened. Trying not to fall. Anything but love will do. Anything but hearts that beat like thumb. Anything but love premiered on ABC on March 7th, 1989 at 9.30 p.m. Richard Lewis and Jamie Lee Curtis co-star as Marty and Hannah, co-workers at a Chicago magazine who try to keep their relationship professional and fail to do so. 
Louis Giambalvo plays Norman, the editor. Richard Frank plays Jules, the assistant. And Sandy Faison plays Pamela, a writer. Bruce Kirby plays Leo, Hannah's dad. After a short first season and a retooling, Norman is out, replaced by Anne Magnuson as Catherine, the new editor. Leo and Pamela also disappear. Holly Folger plays Hannah's BFF, neighbor, and sounding board. Joseph Mayer is added as Brian, a British TV critic. He only lasts a season. In season three, Bruce Weitz is added as Mike, a new columnist. We covered Jamie Lee Curtis on episode 87 for Operation Petticoat, Louis Giambalvo on episode 118 for O Madeline, Bruce Kirby on episode 82 for Holmes and Yo-Yo, and Joseph Mayer on episode 149 for Second Chance. Richard Lewis got a degree in marketing and worked as a copywriter, but started doing stand-up in New York City. David Brenner discovered him, getting him a gig on The Tonight Show. Lewis became a major figure in comedy, focusing on his neuroses. He appeared regularly on Letterman while producing multiple comedy specials for Showtime and HBO. He was a regular on Harry, Daddy Dearest, Hiller and Diller, Rude Awakening, Seventh Heaven, Blunt Talk, and can be seen on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Films include Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Drunks, and Leaving Las Vegas. Lewis has suffered from drug and alcohol abuse and dealt with multiple health issues. Richard Frank graduated from Juilliard and moved into regional theater. He appeared in the film Amadeus and had a number of TV guest roles. Frank went public with his AIDS diagnosis in 1993, and a guest role as an AIDS patient on Life Goes On was highly lauded. He attempted to pivot to TV directing, but passed before he could do so in 1995. Sandy Faison got her start on Broadway as Grace, Daddy Warbuck's secretary in Annie. She would later have a run on You Can't Take It With You. Being a Broadway actor, she appeared on Soaps, Guiding Light, Another World, The Edge of Night, before making it to primetime on the days and nights of Molly Dodd. Guest spots and Anything But Love followed. She also appeared in the film All the Right Moves. She stepped away from acting in the late 90s, becoming an acting teacher at the LaGuardia School in New York City. Ann Magnuson moved from West Virginia to New York City, becoming a performer and DJ. There she created multiple characters. This led to films Desperately Seeking Susan, Tequila Sunrise, Clear and Present Danger, Small Soldiers, Glitter, Panic Room, and TV's All Grown Up, Voice Work, Man in the High Castle, along with a lot of guest roles. Magnuson was also the lead singer of Bongwater, an avant-garde band. Holly Fulger got her start on the stage, but is far better known for her TV work. Sable, 30-something, Dweebs, Ellen, and a ton of guest roles into the mid-2000s. Bruce Weitz is, of course, best known for his role as Mick on Hill Street Blues, winning an Emmy out of six nominations, along with two Golden Globe noms. He went on to Mama's Boy, The Birds of Paradise, Sisters, Superman the Animated Series, ER, Judging Amy, and General Hospital. Films include Windrunner and Deep Impact. Anything But Love is a show that survived four seasons in spite of multiple retoolings and reschedulings. A six-episode first season established the series, with Hannah and Marty refusing to get together, instead dating Robin Thomas and Wendy Malick, respectively. Then came retooling number one and a full-length second season. The magazine they worked for went from monthly to weekly, and new cast members were added. By the end of the season, Hannah and Marty admit their attraction to each other. 
The third season was shortened and pushed back into mid-season. John Ritter, a producer on the show, came in for an arc as a photographer who falls for Hannah. She almost moves with him to Africa on a long assignment before Marty convinced her Ritter's character is not the right one for her. Mike becomes Marty's sounding board, tainted by his own failed relationship. A pregnancy scare kicks off season four, and Hannah and Marty almost get married. Ritter returns, and Marty fights him off. Throughout all this, the show kept getting moved around the schedule, including a failed 10 to 11 Eastern Time sitcom block, which resulted in so-so ratings. At the end of the fourth season, the studio, not the network, pulled the plug, assuming they would never reach 100 episodes, which is necessary, or was at the time, for traditional syndication. Only 56 episodes total. The show has never been fully released on DVD, and it's not available to stream. I did find an episode on YouTube. The opening theme is a slow ballad, which lasts a full minute. There's a lot of quipping going on, and the cast's timing is excellent. Curtis and Lewis work together brilliantly. This is a show that could have run much longer, if not for network meddling. Heartland premiered on CBS on March 20, 1989, at 8.30 p.m. Brian Keith, Scion of Family Affair, Episode 47, and coming off the failed Pursuit of Happiness, Episode 149, returns as an Archie Bunker-esque bigot living in Nebraska. His farm is foreclosed upon, forcing him to move in with his daughter, Kathleen Lehman, and her family, husband Richard Gilliland, and three kids played by Jason Christopher, Devin Ratray, and Daisy Keith, who is Brian's real-life granddaughter. We covered Richard Gilliland on episode 87 for Operation Petticoat. Kathleen Lehman had already had runs on Another World and Mariah prior to Heartland. She went on to a number of TV guest roles and the film Say Anything. Jason Christopher went on to TV's Teach and Local Heroes, along with the film Fear. He left the biz in the late 90s. Devin Ratray would go on to a long career on TV, Mosaic, Chicago Med, The Tick, and films Home Alone, Dennis the Menace, Serial, Breaking Point, Nebraska, and Hustlers. Heartland was not a hit for CBS, running all of 10 episodes. I suspect this show was inspired by Roseanne, the story of a family trying to make it despite financial hardships. Keith would try again down the line. Found an episode on YouTube. The opening theme is Springsteen-esque. Part of a plane takes out one of the family's sheep and they debate what to do. It turns into a discussion of mortality. The dialogue is clunky. The kids are precocious, even for a sitcom. More of 1989 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. 
Like us at Facebook.com slash SFPPN. Follow us on Twitter at SFPPN. Check out Instagram at SFPodNetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.